This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries. And your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey, guys! Welcome back to the Grim After Show here at AfterBuzz TV. I'm your host, Zach Wilson. I'm very excited to be talking to you about this episode of The Rat King. And, uh, well, let me introduce who's here tonight to uh, to help us recap this episode. Tari Miller, here hey as always. I'm Tari J. Miller. And um, on the other side of the table, Yell Teagle is here. Yell Teagle, unfortunately, cannot talk because if you look behind that mask, we have the one and only... Damien Puckler <laughs> joining us in studio tonight. You know him as Meisner. He is has been nice enough to join us here to talk about this episode. Guys, I'm so excited. I know that you guys are too. I haven't even seen the rest of your actions, but <laughs> yeah. I want to, for the record, Yell has yet to say a word. Yeah. Um, Very quiet. But Damien, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah. Um, are you enjoying this season so far? Love it. This Absolutely we're really getting. Meisner's really becoming a part of this world that we're in. Yeah. Um, did you think that he was going to be going this long when you started? I didn't even think he was going to come back. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think I owe that to a few people, but uh, to Yale as well, and uh, <laughs> in France, and uh, yes. So yeah, I'm very excited. That they're telling you to breathe. I can't. <laughs> It'll be okay. Ah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, th- I mean, this episode was a lot of fun. Um, before we jump full on into it, I we start off the show as we do every week with the quote that opened up the episode: "Rats, they fought the dogs and killed the cats." Dun, dun, dun. I love it when it rhymes because it makes it so much weirder to say. Um, and that uh, quote is from the Pied Piper of Hamlin, of Hamlin, which was written by Robert Browning. Uh, oddly enough, also a story that the uh, Brothers Grimm wrote, but not the Grimm version. Huh. Um, it's the classic Pied Piper tale. Luring the rats out, and then when they didn't pay, luring the children out right, the same way. Yeah. Um, and so, this episode got us into a lot of uh, Rhine again. <laughs> There's a bunch of interesting Vessen for me to pronounce tonight. I'm excited. And we'll get into that. Say it again. Uh, yeah, say it again. Rhine again. <laughs> that's, actually is... that's actually as German as you've ever said anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to get yeah. bad later. Reinigen. Reinigen? Reinigen. Do it again. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Um, well, l- first I want to talk about um, 
the whole storyline with both Trouble and Meisner mm-hmm. okay. in this episode because <laughs> because the two of them you want are to talk about Trouble really yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> um, well the two of them are seemingly mm. on a team at this mm-hmm. point this is the interesting thing that I've found with this season so far is that th- their their storyline has been the most intriguing mm-hmm. um, they've only been in these like minutes of episodes mm-hmm. but at first we thought that Trouble was kidnapped mm-hmm. and then she was in a cage mm-hmm. and then Meisner and Trouble were wrestling in a cage hmm. <laughs> I mean that's what I pictured yeah <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> when you, you call it wrestling uh, yeah <laughs> okay. absolutely so that's when you I go with that <laughs> <laughs> Damien when you start out this season uh-huh. did they give you an idea and I know we talked a little bit about this off screen but like when they, when, when they bring you in do they give you an idea of like where your character is or where you're going no <laughs> <laughs> uh, not really um, you you hardly get you get like you know the first maybe the first two episodes you get an idea of what they're kind of doing and they're talking a little bit about it but Generally, you you really you just go with episode per episode, and you just wait for the next script. Okay, because um, you know they they have something in mind, and a lot of times I think they also do it because they don't want you to almost know, because then you could also say too much. So, mm. but uh, yeah, I you know I did not know. No. Okay. Um, do you do you know where Meisner has been in all this time? I do, yes. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, and Meisner does too. <laughs> I, I assume he knows <laughs> what's yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, so then we get um, Trouble just wanders out of nowhere at the end of last episode, and now we picked up with her. How did... My big question, how did she know where they were? How did Meisner know where they were? So, theories, right? Go I can't, on, right? I can't okay, talk when he's looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. um, okay, theories are that uh, they tracked the phone. He has the phone. Uh, Nick, I can't think right now. <laughs> Nick, Nick has the so phone. Nick has the phone. Oh, oh yeah, we were. Yeah. Okay. So they obviously tracked the GPS, and then for those who weren't paying attention, Meisner says that he tracked the GPS on Trouble's motorcycle. Right, because Yale oh, pays yeah. attention. To what <laughs> no, I mean, well, sorry. The first time I was not listening to a word he said. Well, I know how time. Meisner found them right. after Trouble's been there, yeah. um, but it was more like Trouble knew where they were. Right. Um, so I, I guess Meisner's been tracking him through the phone because you have a smartphone. A yeah. mega smartphone yeah. because it can read the screen can read a thumbprint. Right. So of course it can track a GPS. I mean, if the motorcycle has well, a GPS. Well, Meisner knew where Diana was. He'll know where Nick is. That's sure. true. Let me just put it that. He way. knows where I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but if he the knows phone... where Yale is, <laughs> he knows when you're sleeping. I know. <laughs> he knows. He knows when you're bad and good <laughs> and wrestling. <laughs> oh God. Um, Where's that fan? <laughs> Here. Thanks. Um, but if the phone has a GPS, then he would have been able to find her in the hospital because she also had one of those encrypted fun phones. Um, oh, that's a good point. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that they've been keeping tabs on Nick this whole time and letting him think that he's not on, I wouldn't say a leash, but like mm-hmm. he's letting him think that he is secure, but they they know every, th- every move he makes. Confirmed or denied. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean that stands to reason, especially if the the root of we've been calling it the SGO, the Secret Government Organization, (laughs) because um, we don't still don't know who they're backed by. Um, The Vesson Council seems like another reasonable option. 
Um, although we, we don't really know where they stand in re- in ter- regards to there's so many different groups at, in play right now because right. you you've got the resistance. This could be the resistance or a form of the resistance mm-hmm. since we know that Meisner was at least involved with them, but as a merc. We don't know what to believe. Yeah. Um, the, the the Vesson Council. Um, we've got. I mean the uh, the evil uh, Nazis from last season. Oh yeah. Yeah. The Nazis. The Vesson Rhine. The Vesson Rhine. Thank you. I was like, it's not the Rhine Guard. <laughs> um, <laughs> You're thinking of wine. <laughs> um, but so, and now we've got the, um, the what we're calling the Claw, for lack of a or the no, uprising. The uprising. The uprising. Yeah. Um, for lack of a known title, right? Um, the Occultatums is not <laughs> catchy. <Nope>. No, uh, <laughs> though. If we were calling them the Claw, I feel like we'd have to call the SGO the Gadgets. <laughs> the, ga- the Gadgets. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, that's the 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 interesting is Trouble's motorcycle. We we just start talking about it. She has a thirty thousand dollar base James Bond motorcycle. I have a theory. Yeah. She stole it from Arrow. <laughs> that actually was the thought, right? Like the arrow shoot out the back, and I was like, "Well, first off, Nick, don't push the buttons. Like you don't know what." As those soon do. as those things happen, I was like, "Something's gonna blow up." Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, well, as a motorbike fanatic, this bike's faster than the one in Arrow. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, I'm picturing you on a motorbike. <laughs> um, it, so that is a good bike, though. That is a yeah. I don't know. Anything. Oh yeah, that's a really good bike. It's a BMW 1300. So that's a that's a big bike. That's a cool bike. Do they wheel it out on set? And you're just like, can oh I, yeah, can I play oh, with it? Oh yeah, yeah Tra- And transpose just trying like, to get on. No, any yeah. chance I have? No, you like, cannot. My bike. I yeah. feel like my character could use this. No, it's a cool bike. Um, but so at that point, trouble is really just trying to find out, or they're trying to figure out what trouble's doing with the bike and with this organization because she's beaten up by someone. Someone was strong enough to beat her senseless while she was wearing body armor. The coolest body armor ever. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I want that. I don't know what police department that is, but I want that. Uh, the SGO. Or, <laughs> yeah. Um, you gotta join the SGO. Okay. Do you guys think she was fighting the the uprising and got caught? So there are a lot of fan theories um, about... I can't stop. I can't. I'm looking okay. over here. Then. Thank you. Um, so there are a lot of fan theories right here, about, <laughs> about um, Trouble being Sorry. brainwashed a little bit by Meisner uh, and coming after Nick, or that it's a, a trap of some sort, or um, that it's a setup. Because the last we saw her was with Meisner, and it looked like there was some fighting with them, you know? I mean, she was locked up at one point. And she, then he let her out. And then he let her out, right. but why was she locked up in the first place? Because she was bad. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? Right I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, no, you're not. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, I guess a ca- I guess cage matches are what Meisner's specialty is because we see him have he we see him in another one today. Yeah, specifically cage matches with women. <laughs> Just I'm noticing a pattern here. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, do you mean the fight scene in this episode? Well, there's the fight. There's the fight scene oh, in the corridor, oh, but then at the end, the, the, the door yes. shut yeah. again, yeah. Yeah. and all we hear is just fighting sounds. Yeah. <laughs> Presumably, fighting sounds. Yeah, yeah. presumably. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have a sip of water right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so, trouble gets taken to the hospital, and she's dealing with these two. I'm just calling her Nurse Ratchet. Uh, I wrote nurse jerk face. Nurse jerk face. That was my censored version. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, you have a concussion. Slap, slap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. She was <laughs> <of course. laughs> She was like, "You have a concussion," and then starts slapping. Right, her. right, yeah. <laughs> She didn't already. She does now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You should not read my notes. They get dirty. Um, (laughs) But so so trouble gets brought in there. How do you think they knew that that was who they were looking for? Because they're they these two members of the uprising Mm -hmm. go out of their way to get her get her to reveal that she's a grim. But how did they know who she was and that she was even there? Well, I would assume that essentially, if she was already fighting the uprising, then then they would know that they that someone who was beaten up and battered uh, with specific scars were, escaped from them, and they would assume that they would she would go to the hospital. So, like, it's like when uh, the cops lose a suspect, they're like, "Well, we shot that guy, so uh, we're looking for a, a suspect with one single gunshot wound mm-hmm. and check yeah. the hospitals." So yeah. I assume it's the same. Yeah. Well, because that what that implies, the reason I ask is that that means that they have agents everywhere that they would have had to have people at pretty much every hospital in the Portland area knowing to that to look for this. Yeah, um, to have like two people on staff at this hospital, who knows how many others. Um, it's a it's a very and this is clearly a big big conspiracy group or the uprising I mean, is going to be real we knew dangerous. that yeah. right because yeah. they we had the lady with all the photos on her well it was I mean which it, I examined and there was nothing useful in them that could have been a couple dozen people though with like strategically placed like okay this guy's doing our money like we have this person to do this but that, but to have people that could just find them and let you know where they are that implies a much bigger organization. Well, I mean, and we see it a little bit with the when they introduce Hook in that like he took these kids who were in police custody and brought them to his facility. Yeah. So he takes some pull to do something like that. Oh yeah, Hook. It's like the warden? <laughs> yeah, warden yeah, Hook. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, he's got Peter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um all right. So the other the other big side of this is that like so they they get her to reveal, and we got um, our first shot of a Grimm's eyes yeah. ever yeah. from a Vessen point of view. Um, not what I was expecting, I um, was only because the because of the reflections. Yeah, what um, were you expecting? I was expecting honestly just like bolt, pure black um, reflection. I guess I guess there would be reflection. <clears throat> yeah, it sort of for for me like it took me out of it for a second. I wanted to see like that infinite void that they're talking about. But all I could see was the um, the nurse, the nurse, yeah, and which I think she's a Wendigo. Um, That's not fun. The grim, the grim <laughs> wiki uh, said there was a Wendigo in this episode, and I, so I'm pretty sure it's her. Yeah, I don't know, Damien. Could you give us any light on uh, what type of essence she was? I'm just gonna go with what you say. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna be very quiet. Okay. <laughs> Um, she was the one I couldn't figure out. There was others that um, we'll get into when we get down to the fight scene. Okay. Um, but so, because while she's knocked out, Meisner shows up. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> that, is that does occur. Um, he just like walks up and stares into the camera. And it's the big reunion that we've been waiting for since that plane scene. <laughs> since the Casablanca Grimm. <laughs> and the black and white <laughs> flashback. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, yeah. Um, so... When when he's walking up, uh, yeah, well, I mean, like you were obviously excited, <laughs> but to, to say to say the least. Um, but he's he's looking for trouble at this point, 
in more ways than one. <laughs> uh, and he finds it. And he finds it. Um, what did you think? Did do you think Adeline behaved as you ex- guys expected her to? Do you think she was going to freak out? Um, so first off, I have a note uh, that when they recognize each other's phone, uh, voices over the phone, that's how you know it's true love. Right there. <laughs> that's how you know that they're meant to be, guys. Um, and then she lets him in. And then they're staring at each other. And that was when they were supposed to kiss. Just support Claire. <laughs> that was when it was supposed to happen. And it didn't. <laughs> well, I mean, we had the memory of that, like, cute little cheek kiss. So mm-hmm. that was nice. We all wanted more. <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> he agrees. <laughs> it did come for Adeline at, like, right as she was, like, about to be, like, in this, like, like fall into a relationship with Nick. In this week, this, because we talked about that a few weeks ago yeah. when they were, like, oh, I'm wearing your shirt. Yeah. And we're, like, this is uncomfortable. But now we have a everyone. love triangle. Yep. It's a I mean, beautiful, beautiful love triangle. Um, I feel like that's that's like its own spinoff where it's it's them all living in a house together, raising the baby. Yeah, and then Diana will come back. It'll be great. It's yeah. Oh It'll be God. like full house, grim One style. One family. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then it, Yell waltzes in. No. <laughs> it's our wacky neighbor, Yell. <laughs> um, but Meisner, I think he... It does seem like he wants to, and Damien, this is a credit, I, I think you, you had a really strong performance here, is that when he is talking to Adeline, he's like, I'll tell you as much as I can. Mm-hmm. And in that one line, it sort of implies like he does want to tell her and bring her in. But whatever, for whatever reason that we don't know yet, it, he can't. Um, there is an absolute, there's absolutely a big secrecy about the SGO that we, he can't reveal it to, especially these people, I think. Um, yet. Yet. Do yet. you think, do you guys think that Adeline and Nick are going to be brought into the circle? I am going to wait till predictions for that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> same. <laughs> same. Yeah. <laughs> I have lots of thoughts. I will hold them to myself like I have all show. Um, but so that, so <laughs> Meisner's looking for trouble and chases him. <laughs> Do we have some fun coming from the chat <laughs> There's a question asked if I'll ever disagree with Meisner. And I'm going to say that I thought at the beginning of the season that Meisner was um, going to be our big bad this season. And I was ready to accept that. And love him anyway. Uh, Yell loves her bad guys. I do. <laughs> Um, well, <laughs> conflicted characters are a lot of fun. Yeah, and I yeah. think the reason that we've sort of had fun with the Meisner character is that we don't know what side he's on. We don't know whether to... He's on Meisner's side. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's why I like him so much. Because he's like, you can pay me? You want me on your side? It's well, we don't even know if that's true. Because he's worked for the good guys enough times that, like... He might be a good guy? He might be a good guy or even just a good merc. Like, a mercenary who only takes jobs that he believes in. Right. Uh, like, like a merc with a code. Yeah. I'm trying to, like, uh... I'm trying to think of a good example, but... Yeah. yeah. Well, he does. Yeah, he see, is, I think yeah. he smuggles a lot of drugs. Like then they just don't talk <laughs> about it. But <laughs> minor details. Yeah. Um, like you know, like pharmaceuticals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. He only takes like cancer fighting drugs to orphans. That's his yeah. Whole thing. You know, hut medical insurance. Is yeah. the... <laughs> totally. <laughs> uh, anyway, way off topic, but. Um, he's clearly out to protect trouble. So I don't think that he's... Whatever state she's in, she and Meisner are right now on the same side. 
um, because he rushes to the hospital to save her, busts in the back to fight, um, and this is where I get to have uh, <laughs> some struggles. Um, well, there's a there's a um, there's a Hoon Yager, mm-hmm. um, which I've had to say many many times. Do you want me to say it correctly? <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Yes, please. Hoon Yager. Hun Yeager. Yeah, that's pretty good, though. Um, I like it. And a, uh, <laughs> a Murcielago, um, which is a South American yeah. bat creature yeah. that has been seen in, like, other content, but not on the main show to this point, which was cool. They threw us, like, a, a semi-new yeah. Vessin. Yeah. Um, Just a little th- recap on that, on the stuntman, because I want to actually say thank you to him. Yeah. Because he, the, wearing that outfit, you cannot breathe. Yeah, and so he was wearing a mask, and he had to. Well, it was it goes all the way down, oh. and he could not breathe in that at all. So, and he had to do the fights in over and over again, and you know that was tough. And I mean, my hat off to him. It was yeah. awesome. Well, I wanted to make sure they we both, got to this scene awesome. quick because I wanted to talk to you a lot about how this <laughs> yeah. all works. So, so that was a mask as opposed to a visual effect. Yeah, he was wearing prosthetics. Is it usually prosthetics? Because I know a lot well, of the when when, faces when it's a fight scene, you kind of have to do that because you okay. can, I mean you I mean yeah. cause oh because moving so fast yeah, yeah. so be, yeah that'd be a tough uh, for the VFX team to follow all yeah. that because this was a really well coordinated scene, um, especially just like the buddy cop feel that we <laughs> yeah. got oh, yeah. from Meisner and Nick was so much fun. Um, like Meisner. <laughs> and it's almost like they've like met and they're like old yeah, partners. It's, it's but just as much fun for me, especially when I read it. I was like back to back with Nick. That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. I was excited <laughs> for it, so I was really looking forward to it. And, and then you know, you know, meeting Nick for the first time, David for the first time, actually, and uh, he's awesome, cool, great. And you know, we just kind of like uh, we had so much fun that day. It was awesome. So yeah. Cool. Um, so how does because you're trained in martial arts yeah. and stunts, right? Yeah. Um, is that, is that is that how you got your start? That's kind of how I started with stunts and uh, fight choreography and stuff like that, and then kind of did more and more acting and kind of combined the two. Cool. Um, so yeah. How I much? How much of the choreography was you? And how much? Well, was the we have stunt. We have Matt Taylor, who's the main stunt choreographer, and uh, we had a, a, a fight choreographer too. And uh, th- we, we kind of play around. We all get together, and then you go, "What? What you got? What? What do you have? What? What can you show us?" And yeah, let's do that, and let's not do, let's change this because this might not work with the camera angle. They all work together, and it's kind of like a it's an interesting process because you kind of everybody throws something out, and you try to see if that works, and then you kind of you know rehearse it a few times, and then you usually change it completely, and uh, <laughs> then the director comes in and changes it again, and by the end you just come up with something that's kind of a combination of everything because it has to work not only with the camera, it has to work with the actors, it has to work with the stunt people, it has to to work with uh, the uh, the facility because sometimes you rehearse like the first one I ever did in in season three in the woods we rehearsed mm. in a gymnasium and then we came out to the woods and it was uh, it was very different doing it right there you know because yeah. it was yeah. muddy and everything so mm-hmm. you have to adapt but uh, that's the fun of it yeah so imagine uneven cool. ground is not you exactly know, your friend. <laughs> it would start raining like crazy Oof. and then later snowing as you that was not intended but it looked so cool yeah when the plane comes in, yeah, yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> that was so beautiful. Because the snow, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's because of the snow. Um, the big thing that a lot of people in the chat roll are talking about in this scene, um, beyond just it being a cool scene, was that supposedly, <clears throat> supposedly, you could hear somebody say the word grim while looking at Meisner, which would be a huge twist. Um, the implication being that Meisner is actually a Grimm. Because we've speculated a lot as to what how exactly Meisner fits into this world. Because um, as far as we can see right now, he is just a Kersai Schlischkinen. 
Um, that <laughs> one I've tried a lot. Yeah, say that again. A kerasite schlischkenen. Very good. I think. Uh, I mean, it's not real words, I don't think. So, um, but Thank he, you. But a uh, kerasite yes. being someone who is involved, knows about this world, but isn't a Vesson or a Grim or anything like that. You mean a human? A human, basically. <laughs> you mean one of us? Yeah, like, yeah, actually basically. human. There are some, you know. Juliet before the before she became Axe and Beast. Right. Um, but how does Meisner fit into this? Can he, because if he's not a Vesson or a Grim, can he see a Vogue? And it seemed from the way they played this that he could. So that has big implications of its, its own. It's also possible that they Vogued in a way that uh, humans could see. Right, that's true. So, like, true. yeah. So, basically, it boils down: is he a grim? Is he a vessel? Or is he badass normal? <laughs> I like the questions. He is very, a very good fighter. If he is not like beyond what we just, he's he's a good fighter regardless. But beyond good, if he's just human, right? It was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is that a question that you can answer? Look at him, like, trying to read me. No, that's not a question I can answer. Okay, I'm, like, <laughs> avoiding. I'm, like, I don't want to know. Like, no. it, But it's fun to speculate. Um, but there were a lot of fans tweeting that that's what they heard and saying that they heard him say Grimm. And, um, I think they actually didn't say Grimm. I think they said Yale. Yeah. I I actually think it was just my voice yeah. going, it's yeah. <laughs> it, the, it was your voice going, Meisner. <laughs> See, yeah. I watched this episode with Yell on Friday, oh, and she was doing like this like dance of excitement <laughs> while the scene was going on. Yep. So I think she yelled so loud <laughs> yeah, that, that the exactly scream went back go. through time. Yeah. It was on set, and they were like, well, that was our last take. Like, we got a wrap for the day, <laughs> but I guess we got it. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so, yeah, uh, end of that. Yell and Tari, do you, do you think he's a Grim, or do you think he's a human? Um, I, I'm going to be real honest. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> as long as he sticks around, I don't care. Very acceptable answer. Thank you. Yeah. Um, if I were to take a guess, this is my, like, official guess. Okay. He is a uh, former royal, uh, so he can see the the uh, Vogue, but he doesn't necessarily have to be a Vessen. So I think he's a former uh, royal that either decided not to follow the rest of them and did became a Merc, or uh, essentially he was displaced or banned from the family and just left. I like that theory a lot. That's cool. That could be cool. I also um, feel like if he was a Grim, Adeline would have said something. Yeah. We were trying to figure out if she ever vogued in front of him in the in the um mm. where she where they were looking eye to eye yeah. in the woods in the cabin. But well, then let me say this. Well, theory. when he uh, when uh, Sebastian dies and uh, she pulls the gun on the guy who's holding the gun at me. She vogues. Yeah. Mm. But who, I, I guess, as, yeah. yeah. But was she looking in your eyes? Yeah. I mean, it's hard not to, right? I, I have right another right? theory. <laughs> um, is, I lost it. <laughs> I lost it. Forget it, ignore me. Well, if you come back to it, basically, um, I'm not sure. The, ev- the evidence is... Has she ever been this quiet? No. 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 Um, <laughs> the the evidence for the Grim theory is strong, not super strong. 
Um, it's a it's a cool theory. I would love it if it was true. So I want it to be true for several reasons. Um, I think it would be a fun twist on the character mm-hmm. and just give it a new backstory to this person. Because we've, we've only gotten little bits and pieces of Meisner's backstory, so just getting into that would be fun. But it would imply that this or, this organization, whoever they are, is has grims throughout their ranks and could possibly lead to. Maybe this is all. Maybe this is a grim organization because we haven't really gotten into where all the grims are in the world. Yeah. We know where the royals are. We've seen a couple of grims now. Like we've got trouble, and we've got Kelly and Nick. And that's it. And um, Josh's dad. Right. Yeah. Those are the only grims we've seen on this show. But it's implied that there's a lot more throughout the world. So where are they, and why aren't they? More? If there's an uprising coming, a huge like worldwide uprising, of course grims would need to be involved. So this could be. What if there's just like a bunch of grims like leading this whole thing and they are more progressive than we thought most Grimms are like Nick willing to work with Vesson when needed um, and then Meisner is just one of the Grimms in this army of Grim. Mm. I'd really like if Meisner was something new something that like we haven't met yet that could be cool. I think yeah. that would be really interesting because yeah. right now we seem to be um, aside from the organizations we keep seeing like the same things and people over and over again yeah so like an ancient like the, stop <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay um so I do want to give some time at least a little bit to talk about the Rat King oh yeah and that whole plot um, the best end of the week <laughs> I told you that's what I wrote yeah yeah there you go. I like, guys I like cats <laughs> yeah um this was a cool I liked this um this parallel between the like with the 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 Reinegard, um, uh, um, the Reinigen. Very, very good. Uh, the Reinigen and the Klaus strike. Wait, Damien, Damien, you do it again. Reinigen <laughs> and <laughs> Klaus Streich. Oh, yes. Thanks. Uh, Reinigen, Klaus Streich. This is a pretty good game. I'm, yeah, I'm getting better. Yeah, I'm getting yeah. better. Um, I always get coach? better, and then I come yeah, back yeah, next I, week, and it's terrible yeah, again. Yeah. Um, but so. Uh, this reminded me of the episode uh, a few seasons ago with the Blutbot and the Bauerschwein. Um, yes. Just like taking these two characters that we are familiar with as rivals and playing with what that looks like in this in this world. So it's rats and mice, the co- the classic chase. Yeah. Uh, and of course, the Klaus Strike like to pick on the rat rat people. They're like literally yelling "rat boy" at yeah. this guy, and I felt so bad. I was like, this actually hurt. As like watching, like him begged, like to just be let go. It was like it was like a bullying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was was worse kind of bullying because like you're not sure if they're going to kill him or not. Because they implied like these guys, these are not good guys. Like they basically implied that like they have killed them before, Mm -hmm. Uh, but not tonight. We're just not going to do that tonight. Um, And of course, so we we meet Yell's new favorite uh, cat lady. Bring a new meaning to the word cat lady. She was adorable. (laughs) (laughs) She was a cat. I just wanted to cuddle up with her. <laughs> she had like that um that calico thing going yeah. on. Oh yeah, it was cute. It was I just cool. wanted to make her purr. Is that your favorite cat, calico? <laughs> just, Stop just, it! Just Stop. <laughs> That's an insider. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> we have an inside joke. Yeah. Um, we have an inside joke. <laughs> it's already began, guys. Yeah. When's the wedding? Oh. <laughs> um, I did think it was funny how they like sort of introduced this though, and they're like, "Yeah, we got to go check on trouble, but we got a case." <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, this real upset me. Wu should have been waiting uh, and watching over Trouble in the hospital. Right? Yeah. Like, that's a thing Wu would do. He could be, yeah. 
But instead, he's busy doing Wu's clothes. And finding <laughs> they really are doing Wu's clothes. Oh, like he's like on the Wu's like I'm gonna go home, take a bath, like you know, relax. <laughs> There's no crazy dead Vesson stories this week. Yeah. Hold on, Wu, put that jacket back on. The <laughs> Um, and then they, we were discussing this. Then they give the info on speakerphone, like real sensitive information. Nick, uh, we found this info, and it's Trouble's face. We're gonna shout it on speakerphone. <laughs> Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Those words mean nothing to anyone else. Whatever. No one at police station is listening in. in they listening might just in. be talking about a case. I'm sure that everybody's talking about cases. Yeah. Yeah. There are no intuitive detectives there who are good at piecing clues together to form a bigger that's, theory. That's true. When we went on this case with the Rat King, all I could think was like, where are the other cops that aren't like, this seems silly. This is weird. Why are people saying they've seen a giant rat? Yeah. Well, this is another one that another one is like, I wonder how they cleaned it up in terms of like pressing charges or yeah. like dealing with cleanup of all these bodies. Yeah. yeah. Um, what did you guys think of the, uh, the recent Ratten? What was it? The Riesenratten. It's close. Riesenratten. Riesenratten. <laughs> there you go. It's the, it's the R. Riesenratten. It's the what? The what? The R. Yell's going to pass out before we get through this. Yep. It's going to be great. Um, so, but what do you guys think of the Rat King itself? Um, you mean when the Power Rangers got together and made the, <laughs> yes. the big guy? <laughs> yeah, the Voltron of rats. <laughs> yeah. Rat people. Um, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was a really cool design. Um, I thought that the. I thought that them putting science into it was really interesting because I feel like usually it's just like this is how things are. But it, they were like yeah. you know uh, all the rats get together, their cells be- become cancerous, and they can't tell the difference, so they become one giant amorphous being. And I thought that was a really cool concept. Yeah, um, I like the yeah the, the cancer like cells thing. Yeah. I did think, like, are they going to have to, if it's cancer, are they going to, like, have to use a microwave, like, radiation to break them up? <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, Nick Close Nick bil- builds a better mousetrap yeah. out of power lines. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's, I mean, that's how they take them down. Yeah. Um, it was interesting. I mean, this is a somewhat, I thought the the, um, the ar- overall arc in this sto- this episode made it very, uh, I love this episode. Right. The vest of the week was, like, it was cool. It was different. and that, right. And we want different at this point. I was um, just waiting for it to tie into the uprising. Yeah, it didn't tie in as much as some of the other ones did. Um, I mean, or did it? They were rising up. Maybe it comes back. Maybe one of the sides is like, "We need a we need a trump card to win this." <laughs> Go get the recent rotten. <laughs> that was the best one yet. There, you know, you're just saying right. <laughs> um, yeah. It, oh, yeah. No, there's a sorry. Chaos Primer has an excellent question. When they became the giant rat, where did their clothing go? Well, that's like the Hulk. Where does his clothing go? It tears. Oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> well, um, their, their clothing ta- tore. But then they were well when but, they died. They were back in their clothing. Yeah, it like I didn't, I didn't. I just I, want to be clear. I didn't overthink this. This someone else did. Me. <laughs> Oh, good. No, 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 you first. Sorry. I was going to say, if you've seen Akira, <laughs> <laughs> you'll know that once the once the cells start multiplying, it just absorbs everything around, right, so I'll it just became it. a part of it. I'll go. take it. Yeah, Thank yeah. You. very good. Um, maybe it's similar to how like you don't see Vesson. Maybe it's an illusion. Their clothing. Yeah. Okay. Like when they form together, it rather than where humans don't see. 
the Vessin, when they form the Rat King, you don't (laughs) see their clothing. I was going to go with there's like Mystique. Right. Oh, like her clothes. Her clothes change. Are made of her quills. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. And if we're going to just keep throwing in nerd references, I'm (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm into it. Um, But they do do manage to take it down and then, like, maybe kill a bunch of people. Maybe. We don't really know. Some of them were moving. Potentially, they electrocuted (laughs) a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, The outer layer is dead. But before we get into uh, predictions and all that, I wanted to just talk to Damien for okay. for a little bit. Um, so to the, to, up to this point, like, what's been your favorite part of this role? Well, I mean, I, I mean, playing Meisner is awesome because he's that kind of guy that you know he is mysterious. He is uh, you don't really know what side he's on. He he has his own agenda, and uh, and that's I mean, it's everybody any any actor's dream to play a guy that's not only tough. But also kind of like he lives in his own kind of world. It's like he creates his own little world, you know. I mean, it's like a, you know, it's like a, a, a guy thing. You kind of want to be that tough guy who's <laughs> like, I'm doing the way I want to do it. Yeah. I'm doing my way. And, you know, I'm just going to, this is how this is how we're going to play this out, to be in charge and all that kind of stuff. And I think, yeah, uh, I love the, like, you know, the hardest scene actually was giving birth. Because uh, that was uh, that was like because especially like being Meisner in that scene too because I think Meisner that was the only time Meisner was a little bit like oh crap <laughs> you know what I mean so he's usually quite quite uh, you know um, in charge and you know he knows what he's doing and stop even, looking at me no, what sorry go on trying to be tough <laughs> yeah yeah he really likes he's very good to at <laughs> So no, it's it's great to play that character, absolutely, and especially the way it's kind of built. You know, the character became who he actually was. Because when I first started, um, I was literally originally hired to play a guy in the train having that phone conversation. And yes, I assassinated somebody, but it was just a just a kind of assassin who had killed somebody who was mm. reporting back and you know that's what I got as an actor I was like okay that's cool that's fun to play but now that he's evolved into this 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 guy that is actually you know you kind of just really like him because he's I mean I really like him to play him because he's like you know he's got his own little little thing going there yeah. so yeah yeah has playing the role sort of has there been a different approach like obviously when it was a one-off character it was different but in that first season when you were with Adeline in the cabin versus this guy that we know now who seems that was a much more personal storyline it was like two characters having to come together and like protecting a woman but this is like Meisner in charge mm-hmm. um, well that's I mean it's definitely evolved and it's definitely become a little bit more uh uh that I, 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 the, the, the characters become more, I don't want to say important, but he's become more in charge, as you say, is the, is the right word to yeah. say it. But, um, um, I definitely feel that, um, he, the question is, was he ever not in charge or was that whole mm. beginning? Do you know what I mean? It's like, you know, wh- who, who is this guy exactly? Cause, you know, some people have even oh. said, I've seen, I've yeah. seen, well, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm not, I honestly uh-huh. don't really know, but. <laughs> I have had people like uh, uh, approach me on the internet and, and say, well, um, the question is now, because in the beginning he seemed like to be, you know, Captain Bernard's sidekick and when they yeah. first got together. Right. And now people say, but was he? You know, I mean, just for example, if you go back to Resistance 
and um, when they're in the in the um, the cabin, not in the cabin, but when they're um, they they've caught somebody and he's supposed to you know, they, t- they give him the gun to kill him, they they make him do a lot of uh, important stuff, mm-hmm. and he's not just one of doesn't seem like he's just one of the regular guys. He always seemed to be a little bit more important. So, and I've kind of played on that too. I've kind of created the character that you know has a lot more depth to him. I mean, he says that you know his girlfriend has been killed by the royals. His uh, his uh, his dad had been killed by the royals. He's set this all in season three. I mean, there is a lot of depth to that character. It's not he's not just coming out of nowhere going, oh, you know, I'm gonna you know I wanna I wanna help these people. I wanna help these people. He's I mean I think he has personal agenda and I think he also has you know uh, important stuff he has to deal with. And generally so did the writers sort of give you some of that backstory to work with when you when they first started making it more making noise and more than just an assassin did they mm-hmm. give you that or do you have to sort of build that in your head you kind of, of build process? that in your head and go by what you get you know i mean you make choices sometimes you know i've made choices and i was like oh now we're going this way you know that that's that's the fun part about tv you know it's different in a film you get the whole script and you know mm-hmm. where you're going where you start but on t- in tv you kind of you kind of go with the flow and that you know you don't know what's going to happen two episodes down the line a lot of times so you just kind of go with it it's fun too though because it kind of goes whoa okay but that's life isn't it I mean life you kind of like oh, I'm going to do this and then next week and you go oh okay well I guess I'm not doing that I'm going to do something else so that's you know you just adapt and go with it cool but, hmm. Yeah, you look like you had a question. Uh, no, I, nope. I was just listening. Um, <laughs> just enjoying myself here. Um, so you're tr- we, we were talking a little bit earlier. You're trained mm-hmm. in a lot of martial arts. Mm-hmm. Um, is that something that they specifically thought of Meisner? We know we needed a martial artist, or is that something well, that um, you then brought to it later? N- well, originally, I, as far as I know, they wanted somebody who speaks German, so I could do that in the train because I spoke in German. And they wanted somebody who could possibly do a fight scene, but I wasn't sure about that. So they kind of did the first, uh, the first thing in the, in the train. I spoke German and I went home and I was like, okay, I guess that's it. And then they said, well, we're going to have him reoccur, uh, uh, come back and do some more. And, and then, um, they heard about the, the martial arts and they're like, oh, we got to include this. We got to bring this, you know, we got to bring this in here. And, uh, and then they got, you know, the, the two amazing stunt guys and we did this, uh, this fight scene in the end, which, you know, which was fun. It's kind of nice become, became part of it. I, I had a question about a scene. Okay. <laughs> which which scene is that? It's the scene where um, Meisner, to protect Adeline, takes off his shirt and gets in the bed. <laughs> it's funny how you remember that scene. <coughs> One of my favorite scenes. Interesting. <laughs> okay, what's the question? Oh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah, no, that was it. Oh, that was the question. That was the question. <laughs> that was the question. Um, so what is your motivation? Well, yeah, that's yeah. There you go. <laughs> go with that. You guys have to understand one thing too. That was the first time I met Claire. <laughs> I mean, for me, that's not as a, like I'm an actor. I'm I'm at that point. I was kind of recurring. I was coming back a little bit and doing some stuff. So I was like, I got to know some people. I wasn't as nervous as in the beginning. But you still you get to you know meet a, 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 um, a regular on the show, and it's always a little bit you know nervous. You have a big scene, and I knew how to take my shirt and all that kind of stuff and do all this stuff. I was like, hmm. And uh, again, like like everybody, it, she was just so awesome and made me feel completely comfortable and just it was just it was it, you know it, it helps a lot when people are just you know so so helpful and just like make you feel like you're 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 part of the gang yeah, so, yeah. you were so comfortable the, the script didn't even call for you to take your shirt off <laughs> no I, like, as a matter of fact yeah exactly that's what happened <laughs> um so you've been like this role is really like taken on and like it, it, we're, we were happy, we're happy to be introduced to you through this role. Is there anything, any roles that you would love to play, like a dream 
like dream character in life yeah here? like yeah well i mean that i mean <laughs> dare i say it uh i'm a little too small i think but wolverine is probably the ultimate role <laughs> in, in in life of course i mean like if you, i'm a i'm a comic freak you know, and uh, I mean, Wolverine is it. That's awesome. That's the best thing ever. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Hugh Jackman's on his last film. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. For those who haven't seen it, Damien has pictures of himself as Wolverine on Instagram, <laughs> and they are beautiful. Uh, You'd yeah. make a wonderful Wolverine. Well, thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, so let's, um, we're running low on time, so let's do a quick round of predictions. Uh, Your okay. After Buzz TV predictions. Oh. We had giveaway and new. That's right. We do have a giveaway. And we skipped the entire thing about the political thing, but that felt like oh, yeah, skippable. The, the politics, I mean, yeah. yeah. It was one scene. Yeah, that's all. Go on. Um, Yell, thank you for reminding me. Yeah, thank you. Because I totally forgot. Um, <laughs> we got sent in some uh, lovely fan art yeah. as part of our contest. Um, the winner of one of our Monroe masks that Damien was using to hide his face um, is going to be sent out to um, Alicia Perez I believe is the last name hmm. uh, at Billy Jean Girl 18 on Twitter and let's uh, nice. let's take a look at these these fan art uh, photos if we could Mark yeah this is uh, that's <laughs> wait, where are we starting let's let's start there yeah with Yell nice. as a Fuchs bow Adorable. But the, you can see the you see the glasses. Yeah, that's how you know it's me. <laughs> and the mole. Good, good touch oh, she with the got mole. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, she did actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Attention to detail. Oh yeah. And then up next, that's me. Tari. Ice Beaver. <laughs> Ice Beaver. <laughs> so good. Oh man. Uh, and hey, hey. Is that the as a blue bot. Awesome. Yep. My ears got a little, a little bit like, like Hercules in Disney. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for sending those in. Yeah, yeah, thanks, guys. Awesome. I've never been drawn before. <laughs> um, she, I don't believe, has ever done fan art before, and she's very happy. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was really good. <laughs> it was, I think, awesome. Yeah. Um, all right. So, y'all, did you have anything else? Um, yeah, real quick. Claire did, Claire Coffee Plays Adeline did a um, Periscope, and I put down some... Uh, some news that she gave us some scoops. So she says that we're going to get answers about Diana in episode 13. Um, we're going to find out where the tunnel leads in a couple episodes. Hmm. Um, she is a Whovian, which is so cool. Nice. <laughs> um, but she's behind because of her baby. Um, they are staying in the bunker uh, or the loft or whatever they're calling it for the foreseeable future. Meisner and Adeline is not happening in season five. Um, <laughs> Trouble was not brainwashed to kill Nick. Well, of course, it's not happening because you know Nataland is too busy forming. Calm down. <laughs> I mean, she um, specified season five. Season six is still on the yeah. table. Um, she also says, "This is what she said: Adeline doesn't get her uh, doesn't get her powers back soon, but dot dot dot." And then she also said, and I quoted this: "Juliet, the character is dead." That's what I got from her. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, we speculated that Bitsy. <laughs> could potentially come back. Right. Because um, who knows what people could use the body with. I mean, it's literally magic with mm-hmm. Hex and Beasts. Right. So, who knows? He's got nothing. It's not helping. <laughs> who knows? Um, all right. Well, I think that's a good enough place to get into, the, to go back to predictions. predictions. Yeah. One one quick round before we got to wrap out. Um, Tari, what are you thinking? Oh. Ha ha ha. I almost knock over my <laughs> uh, I think that at, within the next couple episodes, we're going to get all the backstory about the SGO. Um, I think that uh, I 
mentioned that uh, you know Meisner is royal. Uh, confirmed. <laughs> um, no, uh, that's it. That's about it. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. So in the trailer, we see that Meisner has a map, and that it's the uprising has gone or the war has gone global, um, and that Renard gets brought into the loop. So um, I predict that Meisner and Nick uh, start working together, um, and I also predict um, a love triangle. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think a love triangle is in, is inevitable, at least in some form. Right. Um, I would almost like love to see Adeline just decide, be like, I need some time for, for me. Yeah. For me and my baby. Um, I have one more prediction. While two guys like fight over her. <laughs> it was similar to that. Um, I predict and confirm or deny we get a shirtless Meisner. <laughs> Soon. Uh. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> well, we'll work on it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, um, now, no, I'm just <laughs> I wasn't going to stop you. Uh, oh. And with that, um, I think that's going to do it for, for this week at AfterBuzz TV for the Grim After Show. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, if you want to keep up with us throughout the week, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram. Be sure to leave us an iTunes review and with a comment. Review. Make sure you're to subscribe. Tell your friends to subscribe. Subscribe to us on YouTube, SoundCloud, all of those places to find us. Until next week, Yell Teagle. The people can find me online at yell.tv. That's Y-A-E-L.tv. I'm also on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Snapchat, everything. At Yell Teagle. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. Damien, is there anyone ever people can find Just you? want to say thank you to everybody and Banzai, you guys know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for thank joining us. I haven't thanked you awesome. enough. This was this <laughs> has been so much fun. Uh this, <laughs> this is a this is a blast. Absolute <laughs> blast. Um did, oh did you have any other projects you wanted to plug while you're here? Just I have a, a film coming out. It's called Scramble. It's coming out uh, early next year. That's oh, like great. an independent film where I play like somebody who goes around and kills everybody. Nice. I know. That's a great pitch, but never mind. <laughs> I'll see I mean, yeah. Gal's already got her tickets. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's called Scramble. Yeah. All right. All right. Be sure to look out for that. Tari. Uh, I'm Tari J. Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Tari J. It's T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y, et cetera. And you guys find me on Twitter and Instagram at ThatZachWilson. And also here at AfterBuzz, a whole bunch of shows, Doctor Who season finale tonight. We're going to be talking about it here at 10 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Be sure to tune in. I'm Zach Wilson, and thanks for geeking out with us. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 